Hello and welcome back to Shutter Up. I am your host, Randy Kaufman. In this episode, I'm going to start the dialogue of figuring out what makes a photographer a photographer. It is definitely something we cannot tie up in a tight little bow in just one episode. So every few weeks, I will be interviewing some of my photography friends to find out how they define being a photographer. But to get started, Let's look at a few definitions, like in the Oxford Dictionary, which says a photographer is a person who takes photographs, especially as a job. Merriam-Webster states a photographer is one who practices photography, especially one who makes a business of taking photographs. These definitions, they're pretty stale and very straight to the point. I want to argue there is a lot more to being a photographer than just taking photos for money. All right, here is my first phone interview with Angie Clayson, owner of Angie Clayson Photography here in Spanish Fork. I know she's been in the industry for a while, and so I think she makes the perfect first guest to start off on this topic. I do want to apologize. The audio is a bit rough. This was my first phone interview. I'm still learning, but I guarantee you'll be able to take away some great points from our discussion. Hello, Angie. Thank you for being my first guest here on Shutter Up. I just want to jump right in. I'd love to hear the story leading up to you becoming a photographer and when you actually started to consider yourself a photographer. Okay. You know, it's funny that you say that because it was um, 20 years ago that I decided that I wanted to charge for photography. I always loved photography. My dad was really into it. He had an SLR camera. Um, yeah, he was always like doing double exposures and stuff like that and messing around with it and taking pictures of the moon. And, you know, he was really into it. And so that instilled a love for me. And I never had a nice camera until I had my first baby. And my husband bought me one and it was film. It was an SLR film camera. And I started taking pictures of my baby all the time. And that's where people started, you know, pictures I had hanging in my house and stuff like that. And they wanted me to teach their kids, you know, it's a normal mom dog story. And that's how it kind of went. And so after about a year, I decided I needed to charge for it because it was just getting out of control. And right. so I took that jump. I started the business. Um, I actually started with a guy in my neighborhood did it together. And we only did it together for about a year. And then we went our separate ways. But that's how I started. And calling myself a photographer was really hard. We, you know, it was. Yeah. It took me like 10 years to be totally confident. Like, yeah, I'm a photographer. Yeah, I still struggle sometimes considering myself a professional photographer. It's like that imposter syndrome. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that struggles with that. I did. I did struggle with that. That really does make me feel a lot better that you struggled too. So I really do love that you got your start in photography by watching your dad's love of photography. For me, I'm not 100% sure when the bug bit me, but I have memories of making my poor brother hold a flower and pose for me and um, taking lots of photos of pictures. So what I want to know now is after you've made the decision to branch out on your own and charge for your work, did you get any pushback from the photography community? Because I feel like up till just a few years ago, it seemed it was just this exclusive club. Okay, so... When I started, the photography business has changed a lot in the last 20 years. It's a whole different, it's evolving all the time, totally different. When I started, I knew two photography studios. Um, there was one called Annie's on Main Street and Kitty Candid's at the mall. And that was the only two places, you know, besides like Sears and Penny, but yeah. that was it. I mean, I didn't know any photographers. And 
Um, I will say I had a big desire to learn how to do everything the right way. Um, I did take some classes, just local ones, some at UVU, um, UVCC at the time, no, UVSC at the time. Um, I didn't get a degree in photography or anything, just, they were just community classes. But I remember reaching out to a photography lab owner that's a photographer as well, and him being really, really rude to me. I mean, I cried. <laughs> it was so bad. And just made me feel like I was the stupidest person in the whole world. Like, why would you even try doing this? And I remember him saying to me, do you even know what white balance is? And I'm like, yeah, I do, you know. And it just made me feel so horrible. And that was my first experience um, when I was venturing out. And the Internet didn't have all the information like it does now. I mean, you can Google, YouTube, whatever, anything, and figure stuff out. That wasn't the case back then. But so I had a struggle. It was it was a first 10 years were a struggle to learn. And I decided because of that experience, I was always going to share with other people because nobody would help me. So that's why I'm like, I will help people because no one would help me ever. And so it took me a long time to figure everything out. But anyway, it just looks so different from then to now. It did take me a long time to evolve. I'm I'm a slow learner, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But it's taken me a long time to evolve. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. I ended up taking a couple classes at UVU, but there wasn't a lot of depth to them. So I ended up jumping on YouTube and looking at tutorials. Uh, Pinterest ended up being my best friend as well. It, But it was really frustrating because it seemed like, too, if you asked for help from other professionals, um, that it was this, it wasn't this thing you should do, that if you have to ask, you shouldn't be doing it. So... Um, let me flip the coin now. Um, I think we can say we're pretty established in our market and we've talked about wanting to help other aspiring photographers, um, especially where we didn't have the help. But now that photography is so readily available and DSLRs are affordable, we have a lot of what I like to call photographers, <laughs> um, the kind that who pop up and seem to undercut established photographers. So how do you reconcile with that? Because there are days I feel like a big hypocrite when I think about they're just trying to get started. I was just trying to get started. Well, I mean, I've been there too. Um, I just when I first started, but I did charge. Um, my first session when I decided to have a business, I, I mean, it was still film. I charged 150 and I had to go print the proof and do all that. You know, um, I feel, I feel bad that people undervalue photography so much. That's what I feel bad about because it is super expensive to have a photography business. I don't think people realize that. Um, and I know that I have a studio space and a lot of people don't. You do too. Yeah. But besides that, your subscription to your editing software and mm -hmm. clouds and memory cards and equipment and, you know, like there's so many places. And I don't think people realize that. And so it is frustrating when people undervalue that, right? They're not, if they really, really looked at the cost of doing business, they're going in the hole. Um, I don't think they realize that. They're like, oh, 100 bucks. And it took me 30 minutes to shoot. And I'm like, mm, you have to edit. You have to pay for the software. You had to pay for the camera. You had to have your kids in daycare or whatever. Exactly. Kids. I mean, there's so many things that play into it, but it is hard. I am cheering for people. I'm glad that they want to do it, but it breaks my heart that they are undervaluing themselves because in return, that's undervaluing what photography really is. And I get, I mean, there's a lot of good photographers out there that aren't what 
the word professional photographers. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not taking the business seriously, but yeah, it's crazy and it's changing. You know, I, I look back five years ago and 10 years ago and how different I've had to just evolve and go with it. Well, and social media like Facebook have made it so easy to advertise being a photographer, like those yard sale groups that people get on asking for photographers or whoever. And in like 10 minutes, you have at least 100 tagged photographers replying in comments. And the worst is when they sit and undercut each other in the post. Like many don't stop to think about the value of their time. And like for me, for a normal session, I'd say I average four to six hours from booking to delivery. And if I would only charge $25, $30 an hour, I wouldn't even be making minimum wage. I sit down with um, photographers a lot. I'm like, let's break down exactly what you do first session. I mean, you have to count that you're you're talking to them about the location. You're talking to them schedule. And, you know, like it starts before you even start shooting. And then you're out driving around looking for places to shoot because things, you know, the season's changing and things are green here and things are, you know what I mean? So you're out. You should be paid for that. That shouldn't be a hobby. Exactly. Not driving around looking for locations. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have to point out that there's a lot more time involved in photography than just your session. No, I completely agree. And I think you nailed it on the head when you said that these other photographers are undervaluing what they offer. And I also think Utah is a little unique in the way that everyone feels that services should be cheap or free. And I hear arguments all the time in photography groups um, when someone um, who is trying to break into the industry asks how much they charge and then they throw out a lowball answer they get their ass handed to them essentially um, I just think in those situations how awesome would it be that as a photography community we would just take the time to explain you know what this is why you want to start charging at this level and teach them the value of what they do because if we did that we would have such a healthier market of competition when it came to photography and pricing well and if you if we can educate these photographers which there's a photographer on every block now. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I have women in my ward that claim they have photography businesses, and they're good. They are. You know, but they're charging like 20 bucks. <laughs> um, but if we educate photographers to value their time and their talent, our clients will value us. Exactly. Um, it's just hard. You know, they're like, Angie charges 650 and this person only charges 100 bucks. But you know what? I have a whole different service and that's why my, you know, that's why I have my customer base. So, and Angie, that's a really great point. Um, as you really start to grow as a photographer, you begin to develop your sense of what your style is. And I know I have in the beginning, I really thought I had to have those Pinterest perfect photos and we get really frustrated that I couldn't achieve that look. Um, but it was because I didn't really enjoy shooting that light airy style. Uh, for one, I felt the style was too blown out and lost a little bit of detail and secondly I found I wasn't focused on capturing the moments I wanted to I was too worried about um, if the light was light enough or um, you know how was this going to be turning out in editing and once I owned that and became more comfortable that my photos were truer to life and had imperfections I felt like I became a stronger photographer which led to people seeking me out for my style and that led me to becoming more confident in my pricing yeah and I think um, especially right now the trend is that really um, desaturated muddy look and it is pretty and I can appreciate it but I'm telling you it's going to be kind of like in 10 years you're going to be what color was my wedding because I can't really tell in these pictures 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I just can't do it. And I have lost clients that have, you know, done consults with me for weddings. I just can't do that to them. I'm more true to color. I do love to get creative and do fun things in my photos. I mean, I do like to edit. My family doesn't let me to edit because then I'm busy all the time. But um, I learned the hard way in this business. Um, but yeah, I just people are going to book me for me. And I know that my clientele is a different clientele. They want true color. They want what I do. I just want to send a big shout out again to Angie Clayson with Angie Clayson Photography for being my very first guest here on Shutter Up. I can't wait to have her on again. Did you know not only does she have her photo studio, but she has a business helping other photographers build their businesses. So I can't wait to have her back and pick her brain on that topic. Well, y'all. That's it for this episode of Shutter Up. Join me next week for episode three, where I'm going to share with you my business growing pains and how to soldier on when it seems the universe is trying to get you to throw in the towel. Till next time.